Hello everyone, Ken here coming at you with an article from my personal website. But before I get to that, I wanted to let you know that we have a really neat interview coming your way next week that you definitely will want to hear. So if you are not subscribed to our podcast, you definitely should do that. We are very excited about that interview. We are also very excited about season three. That will be coming out in 2021, so be sure to be on the lookout for that as well. The article I'm reading today is a result of some reflections on ministry during these interesting days. It can be tempting to be discouraged, but I'm convinced more than ever that the work of the ministry must go on. The original post can be found at KenChipChase.com, and a slightly modified version of the same article was featured on the IFCA Harvesters blog, which is a blog from IFCA International entirely focused on outreach and evangelism. You can find that at ifca.org slash blog slash harvesters. Planting a church in a pandemic? I'm a church planter in the early stages of planting a church. We have a weekly Bible study, and we desire to grow that into the nucleus that will be the foundation of the church. To accomplish that goal, we must be active in ministry, meeting new people, proclaiming the gospel, and seeking to develop new, or deepen existing, relationships. As you can imagine, and I'm sure you have experienced yourself, these activities have been difficult in the wake of the coronavirus. Different areas of the world have responded differently, but in our area, we find that meeting new people, generating contacts, and developing relationships have been more difficult than ever before. We've been spending 2020 trying to learn the answer to the question, how do you plant a church during a pandemic? And to be honest, we're still trying to figure that out. Considering the current state of the world, nation, state, and our local community, some might suggest simply putting ministry on hold during this time. However, that is not an acceptable proposition for us. As we have wrestled, and continue to wrestle, with how to do effective ministry and navigate these challenging days, we are convinced of this. The things that motivated us to begin this church planting journey pre-COVID remain true today, and are perhaps more pertinent than ever. Here are just a few reasons why our task, and the task of all who seek to bring the gospel to others or conduct ministry of any kind, must move forward. People still need the gospel. In a day when more people may be aware of the fragility of their own life than ever before, we must step forward and boldly proclaim the excellencies of Jesus Christ, the God-man who took on flesh, lived a life without sin, and yet died the death of the worst of sinners. In his death, he endured the wrath of God for our sins, yet rose again from the dead, conquering sin and death. He now offers the gift of eternal life and a right relationship with the Father to all who will turn from their sin and place their faith in Jesus Christ alone for salvation. Jesus did not give us a pandemic clause in the Great Commission, exempting us from seeking to fulfill the task during times of uncertainty. Perhaps we need to do this differently than before, but the message and mission remain the same. People still need to be nursed from the Word of God. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation. The word of God is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. All scripture is God-breathed and is profitable that the man of God may be complete, lacking nothing. The scriptures are able to make you wise unto salvation. 
Whether we are interacting with unbelievers or seeking to edify fellow believers, we need the sustaining and nourishing spiritual food of the Word of God. This has always been true, but this truth may be more evident now than it has ever been. From the political realm to issues surrounding the virus to the constant bombardment from the world in various areas of immorality, there are a multiplicity of opportunities to have our minds taken away from the solid rock of Jesus Christ and His Word. As the world continually seeks to bring us into conformity with it and its evil systems, 1 John 2, 15-17, we must continually renew our minds with the precious Word of God, Romans 12, 1 and 2. People still need the love, care, and fellowship of other believers. We were created to be in a community. The scriptures continually bear witness that the lives of believers are bound up in one another. The local body of Christ was designed to be a community that gathers and engages one another in various activities for edification. How can we build one another up if we are not first fellowshipping with one another? How can we stir one another to love and good deeds if we have neglected the assembling of ourselves together? How do we address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs if we are not within earshot? We were not designed to be Lone Ranger Christians going through life without the accountability of a local body. God made His church to be one that lives, loves, cares for, and builds up one another. Are there times when it is wise to refrain from gathering? Absolutely. But it is my conviction that we need to approach those times with biblical wisdom and not hide behind excuses, recognizing that such times come with their own levels of spiritual risk. As an aside, for those who have legitimate reasons to stay home, we must extend grace to them and recognize that they still need love, care, and fellowship. Having legitimate reasons to stay home does not exempt them from the way God created us. As we continue to provide this love, care, and fellowship to fellow believers, we have a tremendous opportunity to show the world what it means to be part of the body of Christ. In a time when people are isolated, struggling with mental health issues, and otherwise disconnected, merely being the body of Christ can be a powerful apologetic. Many churches have closed. At least two churches in our community have permanently closed their doors, and countless others have done the same either temporarily or permanently, limiting where some may turn to hear the Word of God. Now, many of these churches have not been faithful, gospel-proclaiming, Bible-preaching churches, so to that extent, it may be a blessing that those churches are now closed. Many who attended those churches may be looking for a new church, and what a great opportunity that is to provide for them a faithful community of true believers where they may be exposed to the Word of God in ways they may never have been before. But then there are also some local churches that have disbanded that were comprised of genuine believers who were faithful, who gathered to hear the Word of God regularly, and no longer have that opportunity with the same group of people. Pre-COVID, there was already a trend of more churches closing than starting, and COVID has only served to exacerbate this issue. If the gospel must still be proclaimed, and if people still need to be nourished from God's Word, and if people still need the love, care, and fellowship from other believers— then these churches disbanding represents a significant void in a community, a void that needs to be filled. Conclusion Therefore, for at least these four reasons, the efforts of church planting, evangelism, outreach, and the fulfillment of the Great Commission must move forward through making disciple-making disciples. Though this may need to be done differently than it has before, methodologically speaking, not in message or mission, 
And though we seek to be careful to preserve life where we can through whatever protective measures appear to carry biblical wisdom, we continue to affirm the necessity of proclaiming the gospel of Christ and gathering together for the renewal of our souls, hearts, and minds as we carry out the task given to us by our Savior. All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. For the glory of God alone, be blessed, be a blessing.